Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 134 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. Before we get there, I do want to take some time to thank all of you guys uh, for continuing to listen during this time. I know schedules have changed, routines are changed. A lot of you guys listen at work during your commute. I'm actually a, a podcast listener at work and not being able to have that routine has kind of thrown me off. And so I do appreciate all of you guys taking the time to listen, to binge, catch up on past episodes. I know I took a break from having invited guests on the podcast and the last few episodes were all kind of boonie and friends with, you know, some of the, the regulars here. And so this week is the first episode in a while where I'm having an invited guest, but you guys are going to love her. We had an amazing conversation. And so this week's guest is uh, Dr. Windasha Jenkins Hall, also known as the sensible sexpert. And she is a dynamic sexuality expert who provides a fresh, shameless take on love, sex, and relationships. And she also helps women and femmes embrace their sexuality, take charge of their health, and prioritize their pleasure. Right up our avenue here at the Boonie Breakdown. She's been featured in Cosmo and Essence, Oprah Magazine, Shape, Health. Look, she has the receipts. We have a bomb conversation about all of these great things, right? And so you want to stick around for that conversation. All right. Now we're getting into Boonie's pick of the week. Um, It's you guys, right? And I want to, I'm going to take this time for a small PSA because not uh, being naive to what's going around right now and, and how everyone's coping. And I know for me personally, it seems like the COVID-19 deaths are, are, are hitting closer and closer to home, right? And so um, someone who was a, a Twitter friend passed. Um, I saw things on Facebook where people lost their loved ones. My mom told me about someone she knew that their husband is in the hospital. And I just feel like these things are getting closer and closer and closer. And, and it's kind of taking over the feed and you're trying to protect your mental. And so I told a friend... Look, if you are still blessed right now to have the ability to be working, working from home, do not feel guilty in taking a vacation day. If you need to take several days to protect your mental health, even if it's to do nothing, I know we can't go anywhere, but to not have to connect to work. I know I am scheduled to take some days off soon because I never go this long working straight, like going two months without taking a day. That's unheard of for me. And so for all of us who are trying to maintain sanity, to maintain some level of normalcy in this weird space we're in right now, kudos to you. I commend you. But again, if you need to take a fucking day off work and you can, use your vacation day and take one and don't feel bad about it. And do not log on. Do not let them call you. If work calls your phone, do not answer because I feel like for people who this working from home, this is new for you, um, it gets blurred when, when your house has become the school, the cafeteria, your job, <laughs> the gym, the hair salon, that the lines are really blurred. So if you when you take that day, do not let work creep in there, all right? So stay healthy, stay sane, and stay safe, guys, okay? 
All right, let's get into housekeeping. The feedback from last week's episode, episode 133, which is a solo episode with me. You guys really loved my rants. Um, I really did go off on a rant. I think last week was kind of my snapping point um, with the whole social distancing and quarantine. <laughs> but I do have a funny story really quickly because in the rant, you know, I talked about I missed my grooming and I missed getting a wax. And a podcast listener, I uh, was looking at their Insta story the other evening, and they too missed their Brazilian. And I commend sister because she was doing an excursion. I'm going to call it an excursion with her boo, where he was going to wax her. He was going to give her a Brazilian. Now I don't know if I trust anybody. <laughs> besides the girl I pay to do my Brazilians. And it was just so funny. I'm like, how brave of you? How brave of you to let your man, (laughs) to let your man give you a Brazilian. I text, um, I, I text that to someone and they were like, you mean if you needed me to, nope, I don't need you to. But otherwise, you guys all enjoyed uh, the the commentary and the laughs in that episode. So thank you for listening. Also, we're still on our quest for 100 five-star reviews over in the Apple Podcast app. You guys, I love you long time. Uh, If you could just head on over there, it's five easy steps for five stars for Booney. We're almost there, guys. I appreciate everyone who has left a review so far. Um, you guys are killing it. And right now I'm going to read one from the Dean of Fashion and Beauty. This podcast is certainly my kind of carrying on. She discusses current events, facilitates spicy combos on topics ranging from dating and relationships to finance and budgeting. And of course, she sprinkles some raunchy yet safe sex talk throughout. Booney does all these things with such poise and grace that she has become one of my besties in my head. The Ratchet in Me has honored the Ratchet in her from day one. Ho day. What a review, guys. <laughs> so thank you to the Dean of Fashion and Beauty. Love you, girl, um, for that bomb five-star review. And if you want to be included and have your review read on the Boonie Breakdown podcast, head on over to the Purple app, Apple Podcast app on all Apple devices to leave that five-star review. We're almost at 100, guys. Almost there. So if a few more of you can just go in there and hit that. You don't even have to write a review. You can just hit the five stars and bounce. That counts, too. All right? So thank you much. Also, the code for merchandise, RONA15, RONA, all capital letters, 15. Um, You can get your Booney Breakdown merch for, I think the code is good through April 30th, 2020. All right, it's 15% off all orders over $20. And thank you for you guys who have done some purchases. And as always, you know, the fun, the fun for me happens over on Instagram. So if you are not following us, you can head on over to Instagram and Facebook and follow at the Booney Breakdown. If you are on Twitter, you can follow just at Booney Breakdown. All right. And when sharing this episode, please be sure to tag us. Use the hashtag the Booney Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. Share it in your Insta story. Let everyone know that you are listening to us and help us keep spreading the word during this time of quarantine and chill. People got time. They can listen to a new podcast. (laughs) So again, uh, thank you so much. I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode with Dr. Windasha Hall. So let's get ready to break it down.
All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I'm excited for my guest this week. Uh, it's always fun to have a sorority come on. I love when I spot that my guest is a sorority. I don't talk about my sorority much on here, but uh, shout out to the Good Deltas. And <laughs> I would like to welcome our guest, Dr. Dasha Hall, who is a sexuality expert. So welcome to the Booney Breakdown. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because I always get these um, listener questions and sometimes they're kind of like out of control, like just (laughs) what should I do? I'm messing up my life. Uh, I think my favorite one so far this year was this girl. Like I I can't remember what, I'll have to send you the link if you care. But like she trapped, she was playing trapping her boyfriend on a dating app. Because oh, wow. she knew she he was cheating, and so she it it was a whole ordeal. So. Oh goodness! <laughs> some of those I'm like, we don't need an expert. But some <laughs> other ones I'm like, you know what? We're gonna leave this one for an expert. And so I do have two listener questions. So if you sent in any boony ask boony questions, they will be getting answered in this episode. So yay! <laughs> one is pretty exciting. I'm excited for this one. But first, I just wanted to let people get to know you a little bit. And if you could tell everyone, like, I'm always intrigued when I have people come on who are sexuality experts, who are sexologists, sex educators. And I always have to ask, how did you end up in this space? (laughs) Oh, wow. So I've actually been in this space for about 16 years. So I started in the sexuality field when I was 16 years old because I'm 32 right now. Um, But I started possibly, I would say, traditional route going and doing like HIV AIDS education. So that's what I was doing when I was 16 in my hometown. And from there, I went on to school. I came and I guess was trained as a researcher. So I went on all through grad school, PhD and all of that. But how I got to the other side of which I would say sexuality education um, really what happened was that when I was doing my research, I would get a lot of different questions. So questions that had nothing to do with my research. My research was focused on HIV AIDS prevention, black women, um, sexual behavior, sexual risk factors, all of that stuff you read about in the academic world. But people were asking me just regular questions like, so what happened if I did this with my boyfriend? Or what happened if I did that with my girlfriend? And I was like, well, these are questions that I can answer. And This is the fun side of sex education, so why not do it? And so from there, I was doing it informally all throughout um, my schooling. And then one day I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start this sensible sex spurt and just have people ask me all the questions they want to ask. And I will just provide all the education that they need in an accessible manner. Because a lot of times sex ed is not accessible to people. Um, So that's really how I got um, started in this field it, it was kind of by happenstance really um gotcha. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like it's just always so fascinating like if something occurred or it was this weird story and it was like oh this is it so I think you like you said yours is a more traditional route into it yeah. but what I love and I've been following you for some time on Instagram what I love about the work that you put out is that it is in a non-threatening way, right? And I think yes. to this day, sex is still a taboo topic, like, yes. Yes, <laughs> which blows is. my mind. And But I think the way you present information, it's very non-threatening, but it's also, I mean, you said it, a sensible sex expert. Like, it is very just easy to di- digest. digest like, yes. Yeah. And so... 
that is what I hope people get out of this conversation with you today is like you don't have to be afraid to talk about sex not at all and I think that is why like we I've mentioned this in past expert I mean episodes we've talked about the pleasure gap Mm -hmm. which is so frustrating for me and it's for black women in particular yes yes, (laughs) because life is so stressful and especially with things that are happening today with everything we're taking in and trying to social distance and all of this stuff that you should speak up for your pleasure yes I always say that your pleasure is your responsibility. Oh, say that again. Yes. So your pleasure is your responsibility. It's just like when you get into relationships, people always say that you can't expect your partner to be the source of your happiness. It's the same thing when it comes to sex. You have to take ownership of that. And like you Mm -hmm. said, a lot of times as women, we're trained or we're conditioned, should I say, not to speak up we're conditioned to be nurturers and uh, pleasers and that's that's what we're expected to do and be in the relationship so we're expected to please our partner we're expected to nurture them make sure they feel good but then we're left sitting on the sidelines when it comes to our pleasure and our orgasms so yes yeah we have to really just take ownership of it and you know i will say it is very um it is a daunting task. Mm-hmm. The first time I, I had to do it, um, I, I've definitely been, and not to say like I'm above everybody else, but I've definitely been in the past where I'm like, oh my God, I faked it. Right. Yes. And then I got to the point where it was like, you have to stop faking it because I feel like women are out here faking it. Their partners are like, yeah, I'm the shit. Yes. Yes. You got <laughs> like, a lot go of to the next for no reason. Yes. yes. And it's like, you're talking all this shit and what? This is yes. what just happened. And so, yes, so I think when I had that determination, it was like, okay, I'm no longer faking it. <laughs> yes, because we got to do other people a favor out here in these streets. So if we're faking it, that means we're letting this person go off with their trash sex game to the next person. And they're thinking that they're just a bum. But it was just a lot of women or whoever just really stroking their ego and hoping that it don't hurt their feelings. Yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah, so if we speak up, we would possibly kind of can get over some of this trash sex that is happening. Because, yeah, I, yeah, I just could not do it. Like, I, <laughs> I I think that was my step one. It was, okay, I'm not going to fake orgasms anymore. Yes. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And then it was just like, okay, I'm not doing performative sex, all right? So I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here, like... And then it was like, okay, now you have to say something, <laughs> all right? <laughs> because be I'm silent. not. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, what's what's to come out of this? Like, this is boring. This is a waste of time. And so mm-hmm. I remember my first conversation with a guy and saying, you know, him expecting me to do all of these theatrics or whatever, oh, and goodness. yeah, you know, and like me having to say, so actually. <laughs> <laughs> But and it's I remember funny it, because, oh, it was just very like, ah, no, but I'm just saying like, I was just very like, oh God, I have to do this now. And then I did it and we all lived. <laughs> but right? you know that performative <laughs> nature, a lot of times it comes from watching porn. So when yeah. we were growing up, we see our first porn and the woman is just screaming her just to the top of her lungs. <laughs> everything feels good. Every stroke, everything she comes and the fireworks and then you realize when you get in the bedroom it's not really all like that so but a lot of people expect it to be that way though a lot of people do expect it to be the mind-blowing screaming sex every time 
And I, it, I'm currently like Sex in the City is one of my favorite TV shows. And I'm laughing uh-huh. because I'm doing a rewatch of it right now. I hadn't rewatched it. So I started at season one, episode one. And two things stood out to me. I'm like, fuck. I'm their age now, right? <laughs> so oh. when the show started, they were like 30, 31. And I'm like, fuck, I'm 35. Like, I remember sneaking and watching this when I was yes. like 16, 17, babysitting because they had HBO and I didn't have HBO home. So I'm like, oh my God. And then two, I'm watching these sex scenes and it would be, <laughs> even for a show that was so progressive at the time, I still feel like, in some of their sex scenes, they did a disservice. Like, it was that performative, like, yes. ah, ah, like, <laughs> and I'm watching this, like, every time you have sex? Every time you have sex. Okay. Yes, but you have to make it entertaining for the audience. So Yeah, I know. You, wanna, you don't want to see a, a sex scene on TV <laughs> at a point everybody's just silent and just like, ooh, ah. Like, you know, you, you, you kind of want to see it because then you'll be under, you know, underwhelmed. But we know what well, we have to, I guess, really section it off in real life though but yeah. yeah but that's what I thought I was like okay I remember watching this when I was 16 17 like this is how it's supposed to be right yes yes and now it's like wait that wait that's not how it goes no, not <laughs> all the all. time not, not, yeah, not so. at all <laughs> so for someone like a woman who's listening to this like yeah I'm here I'm still laying there doing all this and I'm not satisfied like what would you recommend to them like the first a way for them to encourage or start the conversation with their partner to say, hey, look, I think we should try some new things because it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So that's funny because I get asked that question all the time. And the first thing I ask them is what feels good to you? Mm. And the reason why I ask that is because a lot of women will say that they're not satisfied. But then when you ask, so what parts of your body um, are the most sensitive that you love to be touched, stroked, kissed, sucked or whatever? And sometimes they can't tell you. Ah. So it's like, so how can you expect any type of pleasure? I expect your partner to know what feels good to you if you don't know what feels good to you. So I feel like sexual pleasure, it starts with you. So it starts with exploring your body. I am a big proponent of masturbation. I feel like everyone should explore their body. You know what feels good to you. And it's a safe space, right? So if you're by yourself, you're like, okay, so I like my nipples being, you know, pinched a little bit. And I know how much pressure I like, or I like clitoral stimulation, but I don't like it too much. Like, so you can start, you know, filling yourself out. And so when you're ready and you know, okay, this is who I am. This is how my body works. Then you can go into having a conversation with your partner. Yes. So it starts with yourself first. Cause you can't say, I want to spice it up. And then they say, well, how, what do you want? And then you're looking crazy. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, Please me. I don't, I don't know what I want, but just please me. So that would get nowhere. So once that happens and you, Figure out what feels good to you. Figure out if you're a, t- a sex toy person or not, because not everybody's into sex toys. Or you figure out just those things or how you like to be stroked, then you can have that conversation with your partner. And it shouldn't be an awkward conversation, right? It shouldn't be right after you just had sex or anything mm-hmm. like that, because you don't you don't want nobody feeling like, dang, my sex game was just trash. Even if it was, um, you can coach them <laughs> through that. But it really is saying, hey, I like, I always say, Start off something with a compliment. So say something that you like that they're doing. Like, okay, I like the way you stroke me wherever. However, I was thinking possibly if you can lick me here next time or touch me there next time. You can make it a sexy conversation. 
and even during the process of having sex, you know, guide your partner to um, help your partner explore your body, right? So guide their hands. So if you like to be touched in between your thighs, guide their hands there. Talk a little sexy and seductive to them asking, hey, can you kiss me here? Can you lick me there? And you're just making it a part of the act. So what you're doing is you're ensuring that you're getting the touch and the stroke that you want so that you can have or get to the orgasms that you want to have. So that's really how you can start off talking to your partner. It doesn't have to be a text, hey, we need to talk when you come home tonight or anything like that. You don't want to make it awkward (laughs) where you're sitting down on the couch like, hey, I haven't been satisfied with our sex lately. And I think we need to No, that you don't want to make it awkward. So really, you can make it sexy. I'm all about making things sexy because sex can be awkward anyway, right? Yeah. So really just making it sexy. And then also asking your partner what feels good to them. Because I do realize that sometimes it's when we think our sex game is bomb, but we may be falling off a little bit too if we're not also considering what our partners uh, believe feels good to them. So if they like to be stroked or touched a certain way, ask them to share that with you so that you all can, you know, really be in unison when you're having sex. So that's really how I would go about having those conversations. I love all those tips. My audience knows I'm always saying, touch yourself. Yes. Touch yourself. (laughs) And it's funny because even myself, like I like certain types of sex toys and I don't like others. Like Mm -hmm. I don't like dildos or usually insertion, but I like vibration all that stuff. So I had to figure that out. Like, (laughs) so I, I'm a big proponent in masturbation as well. And I remember I do, um, on Instagram, I do these things like, would you rather Wednesdays, which is really fun in Insta story. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, would you rather, it was like something about mutual masturbation. Okay. And somebody was like, ew, that's gross. And I'm like, that is such a dope way to see how your partner likes to be touched. And they can see how you like to be touched. Yes, yes, yes. And that also works good now, especially since we're in quarantine. Um, Yes. Your partner can have a (laughs) session there on the other end. You can use Skype, Google Hangouts. You know, so that is working. That is really getting a lot of people over the hump. (laughs) Yes. Right now. Cause I, I'm a, I'm not, I am struggling because the, my partner and I do not live together mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were sitting here like the governors in our area have uh, shut down. We're like shelter in place or whatever. Yes. So we were, we were trying to like figure out what does that actually mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm like, I, I've definitely technology has come to the rescue Yes. Um, during this trying time. <laughs> un- unfortunately, the dick appointment is not an essential service, according to the government. Yeah. So yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a meme and I've been sharing it on Instagram. And it's like a lady getting locked up by a cop. And it's like, you must stay in your house, ma'am. Dick is not essential. <laughs> not, yes. <laughs> For some, it, it 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 is a life source, but in this time, no, it's not essential. It's not the grocery store, even though we wish it was. But oh, don't I wish? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so since we've got started down this path, um, you know, you, you can't not talk about the virus going around right now. Yes. And so we've started, you know, saying technology is a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we're just talking about sex and sex is amazing when it is when it's amazing. It's amazing. 
but it's not the end all be all. And so I've seen on your page, you've discussed intimacy a lot, intimacy Mm -hmm. building. And so what are some tips that you would give couples, um, people who are in arrangements or whatever, where they can keep the intimacy alive or still develop intimacy during this time where they might be separated because they don't live together mm-hmm. at the moment. It's so funny because like all my posts this week are going to be about that. So about Wonderful. New Year's Yes, right. <laughs> so one thing I would say, like you have to, if you are able to, you have to use technology. You have to keep that on your side because it's not like how it was back in the day where all we had was the telephone and we could just talk and just fall asleep talking to each other. I'm probably aging myself, but, <laughs> <laughs> but those are the days. But really understanding that it's okay to use anything that's at your resource. So text messaging, um, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, really setting up dates through this technology. And I know people are like, how do you set up dates? Well, I know it may sound silly, but hey, if you both share a show that you want to watch on Netflix, want to binge, you can call that person up on FaceTime or Google Hangouts and you all can watch it together, right? Mm. That's a date. Or if you are music lovers, I know um, my husband and I, we used to just sit and listen to music together and just talk. So you could call that person up. It can be over the phone. It can be Skype. It can be Hangouts. And you could just listen to music together. And you can really connect that way. Listen to your favorite songs. And also one thing I suggested um, for couples who are in-house, but also works for those who are part, play a game of 21 questions. I really love the 21 questions game. So while you're talking on the phone, you ask each other um, different questions like, if you were the last person on earth, what would you do or whatnot? So um, just, you know, just do that because you never know how much you can learn about your partner, right? So we ask a lot of questions at the beginning this of the relationship, true. but we think we know everything about them. But during this time, you will possibly find out some unique things or some crazy things that are going through your partner's mind during this time. And also just have those check-ins. I say have a daily check-in, even if you can't talk quick text message. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are everything, like, how are things going right now? And let them be open and vulnerable to you because a lot of times people are feeling anxious, stressed, people are isolated, lonely. So just really being that person that they can open up to and you make space for that. And like I said, we were talking about earlier and when you get a little sexy or in the mood, use the technology you could send send you some nudes i would suggest not putting your face in it you know just in case i hope your i hope your person would not send that stuff out but you know send some sexy pictures send some sexy text right we have all these services where you can send a nice little short video and it'll be gone after 24 hours or whatnot yeah so use that to your disposal just stay connected that way I also saw a tip and I thought this was kind of genius, but I'm with you too. If you're exchanging um, pictures with someone, you would like to think that person would not violate you in such a way. And in some States it's illegal to do so. But um, this person said watermark the nude that you send the person with their name. So if it ever got leaked, (laughs) you know who leaked it. And I was like, I mean, that is genius, but I would hope that you wouldn't have to do that, but you never know. But I thought that was... Oh, my goodness. Um, I've never heard of that. That I could see that working, but also, so if you watermark and keep your face out of it. 
right yeah so yeah. if it was to get leaked you could always say oh so you know that's not me that's not my that's not me yeah, yeah. and always too like if you have tattoos and stuff you should yeah yes. <laughs> yeah you can kind of like well if you're heavily tatted it might not work but yeah so you make sure you get that nice back shot you know you can have your night like, wear a wig if you want to you could be a different you could be any person you want to be to spice it up so he's yeah. like no I, I had that, that that's a red weave no nah, i got a short pixie black cut that's not me that no that ain't me yeah. but yeah but that but those are just really great ways like i said to to stay connected because like i said especially if you live alone you don't have roommates and yeah. you're in two different places this is a very isolating time but yeah, you know, and it's closer. funny, I like my, like, I like living alone, I like solitude, and so it is, like, I find myself just, um, even with my friends, like, FaceTiming more than yes. I would normally, just yes. because I just want to see your face, and so, um, somebody I was talking to, you know, the, this guy, we were on the phone, I was like, hey, can I FaceTime you? And so we we ended up being on FaceTime for like two hours one yes. afternoon, and it was great. Like, and we didn't even realize it had been that long. But you forget that you're holding a phone or your iPad or whatever. But yeah, and I think you know, even though this is a crazy time, I think that it's good for us to be coming together like that because I know I was that person that I never picked up the phone, but I always text. Mm-hmm. So now texting is not enough right it's so not now, because you used to just be able to text and be like okay we'll meet up at brunch or we'll meet up at whatever but you don't have that option anymore right so it's yep. forcing us to really talk it's it's really forcing us to strengthen our relationships with each other i do so, I, yeah. I think so even though it is difficult and we want to go outside and it's springtime and warm getting warm the days are longer like there are some bonuses to this mm-hmm. <laughs> being quarantined or whatever and I think for me that is one it's been no rushing we don't have to go anywhere yes. mm-hmm. I'm not driving I'm not stressed and so even like my best friend I hadn't talked to her in a, a while and we were on the phone the other night for four hours I can't tell you the last time I was on the phone with her for four hours yes it was it was really so I, yeah things like that I'm really um enjoying um now don't get me wrong I can't wait till we get back in the house but (laughs) (laughs) but it's like we go 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 so much that I'm actually really appreciative of this slowdown and so yes I'm gonna take my time and I'm in a position where I'm blessed to be still be able to work from home I'm still getting paid so it's not I don't have those stresses so not to be callous to someone in that situation but for me and we can just be yeah. more mindful about, you know, what we're doing. And so, like you say, even with your, like, if whether you're in the house with your boyfriend, husband, or whoever, our way, you could just be more mindful about your interactions, right? Yes. Because you don't have that many distractions anymore, even though people are like, oh, you have Netflix, but you can't, well, you, some people can't watch Netflix all day, but <laughs> you kind of get, it kind of gets old. I don't. So you yeah, have to be I, creative. I, you have to start being creative in how you're interacting. I didn't turn my TV on today until it was like 8.15, like right before we were about to record. And it was only because I was eating and I was like, oh, I'm going to get tired. So I turned the TV on. I was like, I have to record at nine. And then I turned it off and we started recording and I probably won't turn it on again. I've gone like over the weekend, Saturday, I didn't turn my TV on at all. Mm -hmm. So um, if I get mad, I pay this high ass cable bill. But yeah, so... (laughs) But yeah, I've been noticing, like, I haven't even been turning to TV as much as I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. 
but that's just me. I I don't mind the silence or just playing music. So. Yes. So, um. Nice. Call. Yeah, but I like the the ideas of the games. I'm gonna do a little bit more of those. Also, reading. I know it may sound corny, but reading a book together. Like how you do that? Yeah, I'm like how you do that? <laughs> so if you're if you're both readers, it works. You know, so it's kind of like you kind of have a book club, or you could just sit and read them passages from a book because I sometimes I get these books that are kind of like crazy and I'm like oh my god what's going on in this book and that I will read it <laughs> ah. <laughs> to my husband like there's this one book he brought me called adultery um yeah don't ask why he brought me a book called adultery but it's a crazy <laughs> it's a crazy book with this crazy plot line and I just is that a movie no did they, no, did they make it a, a movie? movie I don't know if they made it into a movie Cause I swear somebody was just showing. I'm not gonna give it if you even started the book, but somebody had just showed me a clip, and it was wild. And I think the movie was called Adulterers. Hmm, I don't know. So it, it, possibly, possibly. <laughs> but yeah, so so he brought me this book, and so I I started reading, and I was like, this is foolish. And so he was like, what are you talking about? And so I would sit there and literally read him passages from the book and we would laugh and just talk about what's going on in the book. And sometimes we just sit and laugh at foolishness we see on Instagram. So that's mm. one thing, like sending each other memes throughout the day. Just saying, did you see this? And just, you know, hanging out, just looking at Instagram. Those things really can draw you closer together. Even though they may seem mundane, yeah. intimacy doesn't have to always be something that's so deep where you're talking about, tell me, what you see when you look into my eyes tonight. Like it doesn't have to always be that deep. It can just be something so simple. It's just really about coming together and being open, vulnerable, light with each other. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I'm just listening to you say that. I'm to my like, how you going to read a book together? Because <laughs> I just had to, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I got the text. Watch this on Netflix. And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Same thing. Send me the Same Amazon. Thing, yeah, yeah. Send me the Amazon link. All right, I'm gonna send this book to your house. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, okay, you right, you right, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so changing gears a little bit. Um, I got these two ask Booney questions, mm-hmm. and before we go there. I kind of want you to do a little, a short lesson. Okay. Because I think people really get confused between kinks and fetishes. Mm-hmm. And so can you just explain, like, what's the difference between a kink and what's, and what's a fetish? Okay. So first I'm going to break down a kink. Okay. So a kink is any sexual behavior that is considered outside the norm of typical sexual behavior and normal is a very wide ranging definition because what's normal to some may not be normal to others so for example kink can be a person who when they have sex they like getting spanked or they like their hair pulled or when they have sex they like to incorporate foods like whipped cream, chocolate sauce, cherries, all of that. Those things can be considered kinky, right? But when we think of normal, quote unquote, normal or vanilla sex, like, okay, 
man on top, woman on top, or doggy style, laying on the side. Like, you know, you're just your typical, what you would consider average sex, right? Okay. So anything outside of that, if, you know, that we consider quote unquote, not normal, like I said, normal is very subjective, but that is what is considered like, so a kink. So a person who likes to wear their high heels in bed and, you know, really always wearing the lingerie and being spanked or just things like, so that's kink, right? So you, you know, that's really what it is. However, a fetish is different in that it really is a person or a person has a real attachment to an object. So when okay. I say they have attachment to an object, that means it can be a shoe, it can be latex, it can be whatever you can just imagine. Just think of any object, it can be a fetish. So what they do, they need that object in order to really experience sexual pleasure. So they need to touch that object. They need to feel it on their bodies. They need to smell it. They need, mm. it, need it to be in the room. And that is a great source of their sexual pleasure. So okay. like when you have people who are like, okay, I have a foot fetish. So their sexual pleasure is really around that foot. So touching the feet, kissing if them. You rub it, lick, sucking, okay, rubbing gotcha. and lick. So that is your fixation, right? Or a person who can have a balloon fetish that is real. So they want the balloons rubbed on their bodies. They want to feel the balloon. They want to taste the balloon. They, you know, that they really have that fixation on that one object, right? So that is really what we call a fetish behavior, right? Okay. So it can be, like I said, a fetish can be anything. So like I said, it can go from feet all the way to shoes. It can be balloons. It can be stuffed animals. You name it. It probably is a fetish that okay. somebody has, right? Okay. I didn't know about the balloons. I learned yeah. something new there. <laughs> so, but every, but I always say every fetish is a kink, but every kink is not a fetish, right? Okay. So just because I like to be spanked and my hair pulled and I'm in choke during sex sometimes doesn't mean that that's something that I want every time I have sex, right? Got it. Versus okay. a person who may have a a shoe fetish every time they have sex with their partner, they want that person to have a, sh a certain shoe, shoe on, right? Gotcha. Or they want that person to have balloons in the bed with them. Or they want that person to be dressed as a pony. Cause that is a fetish also. So, you know, so I, so I got a question. What is the, the balloon fetish called? Is there a name for that? I just know it as a balloon fetish. Okay. I just um, know it has some type of name. <laughs> so like, I just, <laughs> Um, it's, it probably is a name out there, but like, so you can have like a balloon fetish. You can have a shoe fetish. You can have a latex fetish. Um, it's a um, fetish called furry fetish. So oh, I've um, seen that. Yeah, so I've like they're dressed that. up like the big um, furry animals. Yes, so yeah, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. So that's, so it just all depends on, on what you have, but you do have some other, you know, fit what we call, we really call it philias. So philias are those things, are those objects that we're really um, attracted to. And that's a psychological okay. term. It's called paraphilias. But fetishes aren't considered a psychological impairment unless it's really disrupting your everyday life, right? So okay. like the the more extreme philias, like, um, of course, like we hear philia, like pedophilia. Yeah, that's yeah. illegal. 
or you hear it's like bestiality people who have sex with animals or crave yeah. that that's illegal so that's when you get into what we call paraphilic behavior that is and i think that's the crazy thing too it's like sex as itself is already a taboo topic but then when you get into mm-hmm. these niches sometimes mm-hmm. it's like that's even more taboo because i'm sitting here just listening to you talk about the balloon fetish i'm trying to imagine how i would respond <laughs> if i was with a partner and they're like girl we gotta have this balloon in the bed and i'm gonna be like <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm usually very open-minded but that's gonna jar me a little bit like a balloon okay yes yes all right <laughs> and I think, the, I think the balloon fetish um they're called i think they're called lunars like balloon like <laughs> but yeah so you, are you i like it <laughs> you know, some people have a um a diaper fetish like some i've like seen to that be, too so yeah so it's it's yeah, so you have a lot of different fetishes out there. But like I said, that's their normal, right? So yeah. what may not be normal for you, that is normal for them. For and someone else, yeah. Yeah, so, but as long as it's not like really disrupting their everyday life and it's like, oh, I can't function without really having these balloons and I'm psychologically depressed. Like, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. Other than that, hey, if you want to, if you love balloons, hey, go for it. Go for it. Oh my God, that's so crazy. (laughs) I couldn't imagine before we move on, like I couldn't imagine (laughs) like if it was somebody who was like, I have a balloon fetish, but the balloon fetish is like popping balloons. Oh my God, I would die. That is not, that is for some people. Some people like the pop, the balloons. They like to feel Yeah, I'm sure that is like, some type of buildup. Oh, that is wild. That just made me like <laughs> shiver. I, and not that I'm turned on, but I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine like for someone if that's their thing, like, whoa, that's pretty intense. Yeah. But I also think too, like pe- people just interchange that so much that they've just become synonymous with each other. I think for common people, not people who live in those world, like at least a fetish world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, even some of the language that I get from people, I'm like, people really don't know that difference. And so I was like, let me use this as a chance to educate. So okay. now y'all know, and we're clear. Yes. So I, I got two letters. Okay. The first one, I'm trying to think which one I want to do first. Okay, I'm going to do this one first. Okay. <laughs> hey, Booney, love the show. Just wanted to get your thoughts on a threesome. I can't remember if you've ever said that you've done one on the show or not before, but I really would like to do one with my current partner, who is a guy. We're going to do, I would obviously like to have two guys, but I know that's not going to go. I would like to also try a threesome with another female as well. I figure we could start there. That might be easier for him to digest. Mm. If you could please share with me the rules of engagement for a threesome. How can I bring this up to my partner and moving forward? How do we select our third and create a comfortable environment for all parties involved? Please help Kelly. Great. First thing I will say, it takes planning. Okay. It's going to take some planning. So first sit down and have a conversation with your boyfriend. Like she says a dude, right? So sit down and have a conversation with your boyfriend and really ask, you know, is he interested in a threesome and why? And then you tell him why you're interested in the threesome. And then from there, you tell him what type of threesome you're into. So it seems like she's more comfortable starting with two females and a male and then possibly going on to two males and a female, but just start there and to really gauge his reaction. 
And then once he's down, if he said he's good and you all talk that through, then together you should go out and find a partner to um, have this threesome with. I don't, I don't suggest going out, getting a stranger. I, I really don't suggest oh. that. No, I do not. I'm not saying that it needs to be one of your best friends. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but when I say, when I say I don't suggest a stranger, I mean, I don't suggest that you and your boyfriend get drunk one day and then you go out to the club and just pick up a random person to have a threesome with. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, because I feel like sometimes when people have threesomes, they get so caught up on themselves and their boyfriend or their girlfriend and they kind of treat the third person like a toy or like an object. Ah. But that person has feelings too. That person has boundaries also. So you need to talk to them and have a conversation because even though we think threesomes are so like natural, like on TV, it's like, oh, you just start kissing and everybody is all in love and we're going to have sex and have this beautiful moment. There are a lot of rules that people put in place around threesomes. So when I've talked to many people, they'll say, okay, I'm not comfortable with my boyfriend kissing the other woman. So he can't kiss her. Or I'm not comfortable with him going down on her. Or I'm not comfortable yeah. with him having sex with her in this position. So those are things that have to be discussed. And you have to make sure that the person that you're bringing in is okay with the boundaries or the rules that you put in place. You know, I could totally see that. I have not had a threesome. I've been asked to be a third. I have, I was, oh, my funniest situation with the threesome is I felt like the guy that I was having sex with at the time mm-hmm. kind of was trying to do a surprise threesome attack on me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I was like, for real? Like, <laughs> so like I show up at his house. And it was on, he lived in another city and I just happened to be in town. So I I was the toxic one sending the, hey, I'm in your city text. And I sh- he's like, oh, sure, pull up. And I get there and it's a girl there. And I'm like, but you know what we do? Like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> and so he's like, oh, come on in. Like the bedroom. And she's laying on the bed. And I'm like, Okay, so I'm sitting there talking, and then he's like, "Come on, you! Why are you sitting all the way over there?" And I was like, "For real? Like this was happening?" So we yeah. didn't do it, mm-hmm. and I, I, I felt like he would have been a good person to do it with. But for all the things you just said, like if you had discussed it with me, um, maybe we picked somebody that I was attracted to. I was not yes. attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I felt like all those things. He, he might have got what he wanted, but. <laughs> Yeah. That was the only time I've never, but I've never done a threesome. Yeah, and, I and now that, I kind of feel like I don't, I don't want to say I'm aging out of it, but I feel like with certain people, my rules will be very strict to the point where it would be like, well, why are we even doing this? Yeah, <laughs> but it's but I feel like a discussion should always happen. Of course, there are some Agreed. people who kind of just fall into like the drunken threesome, or it kind of spur of the moment because the mood is just right and everything is in place. But I would say that's probably rare that that happens, especially yeah. when you have a couple. So there have been, I know people who just three random people just have to be friends and all of a sudden they had a threesome. But when it comes to a couple, there tends to be like, tends to be so many rules because nobody wants to start feeling jealous. And then you in the middle of the threesome and then somebody does something like, okay, wait, you got to stop this. You said that you wouldn't like, so you really have to discuss it and plan it out. And that doesn't kill yeah. the mood if you're going to just, you know, but you go into it knowing what to expect. 
yeah, I was definitely going to need some ground rules. Like, I think for me, if I were to do it, uh, Miss Kelly, <laughs> like for me personally, it would be, I yeah, I don't think I could let my partner kiss the other person either. I think, no, that's just off limits. And then I would, I would have, I would, yeah, I would have to think through some more rules, but <laughs> I think it's just certain things I don't want to see my person do with someone else. Yes. And then, and then they will have to discuss it. What will happen if there was another man in the room? Right. Yeah, nah. So I know there'll be probably some rules around that or what will happen if we brought another man into the room and he kissed her boyfriend Yeah, and then they started, uh... you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> well, Hey, you never know. Yeah, like, it could happen, you're, right? all in the, you're all in the moment. So, you know, her boyfriend may be bisexual and she don't know. And then that happens. And, but that's fine. You know, like it's fine, but talk about fuck me up. I like, wouldn't be, so I wouldn't are you do. okay? So are you okay <laughs> with, you know, with that interaction or is it going to be them just pleasing you? Like one is giving you oral sex and you're giving the other person oral sex. Like how, how would you like this interaction to go? These are all things that you will, you know, have to understand or have to talk through. Because you don't want to be yeah. caught off, you know, caught off guard. Sometimes you can be surprised a little bit. The other dude may kiss her boyfriend and she be like, oh, that's hot. Let's keep this going. Yeah, or, I don't, I, that just, that I literally don't even know how I re- would react to that. Because we don't think about it though, you know? Yeah, so, I would be stunned. Yeah. I would literally be stunned. Because you I think when, when a threesome, when it's two women and a man, you expect the women to be sexual with each other, right? You expect yeah. a lot of times the women to kiss and do all that, but you don't, when you have two men and a woman, we don't really think about, okay, the two men enjoying each other sexually also. You just think about them just having sex with that one um, woman that's there. But you have to consider all possibilities. Everybody, yeah. I always just felt like a male-male threesome with myself would just be a lot of work, right? Because in my mind, I'm not envisioning that my partner would be doing anything with the guy. And so I would have to be satisfying two penises. And I just feel like that's just a lot. Well, that, yeah. (laughs) But then like, just listening to you, like, oh my God, what if some surprise, you know, attraction happened that you didn't know about? And now you're sitting here just fucked up. I just think it would just be like, whoa, for me. Yeah, I was not planning on that. Consider all, you got to consider all possibilities. And then also know that in that threesome, you have to make your partner feel like they're safe and it's a safe space that Mm. what's going on there you agreed to. And that, you know, at the end, you don't go back trying to judge them for something that they did or hold something over their head like, oh, you looked a little too comfortable with this person, you know, because you're doing this yeah. act. And I feel like if you're engaging in a threesome, there's a level of trust in your relationship anyway, or there should be a level yeah. of trust. You shouldn't be having threesomes to save a relationship. So I feel like you just have to make sure that you're constantly checking in. And at any point, if you want to stop or a person needs to stop, you have to respect that too. So it's, I don't really want to be a killjoy when it comes to threesomes. I'm not trying to be a killjoy. I'm just, I'm just thinking think about it. I'm you, saying all these things. But, but I think yeah. you're providing what's reality, right? Because like you said, everyone has this, might have this picture in their mind of how it's going to go, how it should go. I've also talked to people, like friends that I know who've had surprise threesomes, which they wish it were some planning. 
and then he couldn't rise to the occasion. Because mm. it was just, that was his shock. It was the shocking all, like, oh my God, this is happening. And then he couldn't get an erection. Yeah. Because it was too much. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happens. So, so yeah, I just think I appreciate the realism. So at least uh, our listener, Kelly, can make an informed decision and hopefully if you decide to your partner just agrees to do it yeah go it's for pleasurable it. for everyone yeah, yeah. use condoms go for it and use condoms because you don't want any other surprises <laughs> <laughs> facts <laughs> all right so our second question um it wasn't more so like a personal question but it was just more um hey boonie I've been listening to the podcast for a while. I love your episodes, but I just wanted to know, get more tips. I haven't seen any episodes dedicated to anal play. Uh, If you have any tips for someone who is interested in this, you know, I've never done anal sex. I am a woman. I am with a guy as my partner, but I want to bring it up to him for us to both explore (laughs) anal play. Okay, I'm not. I don't know what she, what she means by. But okay, well, I'm just gonna start it. Just I, period. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna because the both away. was capitalized, so I'm wondering if she's talking about a pegging, pegging. situation. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. Okay, all right. Well, either either or, like it doesn't matter because it's typically the same for both men and women. So <laughs> I will say to always start slow and start small. And what I mean by that is um, possibly visiting a sex shop and looking at butt plugs or anal plugs, um, small ones, because they come in all different sizes. They can get as big yeah, as a fist. So <laughs> like starting off with small butt plug or anal plug and some lube and really playing around masturbation. This is where masturbation comes in and really seeing what feels good to you right that's where mm-hmm. i will start and also when you're playing around with sex toys make sure it has a pull loop so a pull ring or that the base is flared so the base of the anal plug needs to be larger than the anal plug itself because your butt is like a mm-hmm. vacuum and it can suck things up there and you don't want to go to the emergency room so they can fish an anal plug out your butt but it happens but um Yes, yeah, so I would say start small, start with something like that. You could also use your fingers. Just make sure you use lots and lots and lots of lube because the anus does not lubricate like that. Like your vagina gets really wet and things like that, the anus does not do that. And yeah, so and once you go ahead. No, you got it. And so once you get comfortable with having something being inserted, because what the problem is, we're not used to getting things put up our butts. Right. So it's something that we have to practice and get used to because we clench. You have yep. to learn to relax. So that's why I say start small, start with a finger, start with a small butt plug, use lots of lube. And if you're with your partner, have him start, you know, using a finger. Like, okay, I'll, you know, one finger, two fingers, and then you graduate, go from there. Then when you think you're ready, then you can go for the big boy and put the penis up there. But make sure you use lots of lube so that you don't have any tearing or anything mm-hmm. like that because you don't you you really don't want that. So like I said, it's just starting slow, just starting slow. And starting as far as slow. it starts, I don't know. If she wants to be in a pegging situation. I don't know, but that's something she would have to discuss with um, her partner to make sure that he's comfortable with that first, right? Yeah, consent. And, <laughs> yeah, so make sure he's comfortable. 
And if he is not comfortable, you have to respect that. But if he's willing to try it out, you know, while she's giving him some oral sex, you know, brush a finger or knuckle down there to get him used to that sensation. But also, like I said, use lube. And, you know, probably when he's ready, you can insert a finger, then insert two, and then go from there and see how he feels. And then if he was like, hey, I love this. I want to go for the big gusto. Then you all can go out, go shopping, buy a small dildo or whatever, or buy some butt plugs and have at it. There you go. You know? Yeah. Just a conversation. I, I would say I was pleasantly surprised that anal could be pleasurable. Mm-hmm. It's pleasurable for a lot um, of people, yes. Yeah, it, it, it was lube is your friend, mm-hmm. as Dr. Hall said. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I think that was the biggest surprise for me because it is not a natural, like you say, you clench up, you get so tense. Yes. But once you, if you, the relax and like, okay, breathe. It, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with this. <laughs> yes. Now it's not on the the menu every day, but <laughs> it <laughs> it was something that I was very pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, it just takes a practice and a little work and patience. So yeah. what some people like some people get really frustrated because like oh it's not working, but it's just like I said, just practice. You may not get it the first time, you may not get it the first couple of times, but it'll get it'll get easier as you keep practicing and your body gets used to that feeling and that sensation. I always tell people, of course, always use condoms. And so, yeah, you'll get, you'll get used to it. And like, if you're a partner, whatever he wants to do, um, just talk with him first. Cause you don't want to put a finger up a butt. Um, <laughs> somebody don't know. You don't want to catch somebody on guard with, with that. So, yeah. But she said, it sounds like she's going to try to convince him to engage in some pegging action. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that's what it looked like. It was leaning to. <laughs> Next time, do not make us read between the lines. Send exactly yes. what you want answered. <laughs> I want to know. It's like, are you are you trying to? Do you already have a, a strap on? Like, are you just are you ready to pull out? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, so- because both was in capital letters. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna infer here that this is what you're saying because that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, that's what I was thinking too. But hey, so. Yeah, she just starts small. Get out, and I would suggest um, I'm a fan of silicone lube when it comes to anal sex because the slip is better and it doesn't dry up as fast as water based lube. So mm-hmm. that's a tip. And don't be afraid to like if you think it's not enough, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it needs to. You need to be so yeah. slippery where you're just gliding like that. Yeah. It should be like no friction. So much lube. Yes, lube, lube, lube. Yes. All right, so we're at the breakdown, and I am going to say one word, and you can say the first thing that comes to mind. It can be another word, a (laughs) phrase, a sound, whatever. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's always afraid. It's not that bad, I promise. Pleasure. Sex. It's coming to my mind, yeah. Anal beads. (laughs) <laughs> you know what a color came to my mind do not ask me why um clear because i don't know I, th- I feel like i see a lot of clear anal beads so clear came to my mind when i used to anal beads clear okay communication oh wow communication um i'll say honesty 
Honestly. Orgasms. Awesome. Great. <laughs> That's all the part. Awesome. Condoms. Safety. Groping. <laughs> high school. Uh, that sounds like such a high school thing. <laughs> I think about the boys who used to like try to pinch the girls' butts and run. Pinch like, butt. <laughs> which is not good. I am not promoting rape culture, but that's they used to do that in high school. Kinks. Oh, I I I probably tell on myself spanking. I don't know. Every time I think of kink, I think of spanking. That's- that's your thing? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Last one. Wait a minute. Did I write two? To, I wrote two down at the same one. Okay, I'm on the cuff. Oh, what another one? I can't think of one. Sexuality. Fluid. All right, Fluid. because you said it. Now we need a real quick course in fluid. <laughs> Because I feel like that's another word people hear a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. And it gives some type of reaction. Okay. So when I say um, fluid, when I think of sexuality, I don't feel that our sexuality is just set in stone from when okay. we're born. Uh, we learn and we grow and we change throughout our lives and every aspect of our lives. And so does our sexuality. What we like when we're teenagers changes when we're in our twenties and our thirties and our forties. And that can be in regards to anything when it comes to our sexuality, it can be your sexual orientation. It can be your gender identity. It can be your romantic orientation. It can be your outlook on relationships. So you possibly was a person like I am a strict monogamous, but now I'm into ethical non-monogamy, all of those different things. So I feel like our sexuality, it just grows with us throughout our lifetime and it's fluid. But a lot of times, of course, you hear fluid in other ways when people are talking about their sexual orientation or when they're talking about their gender identity. But I think of sexuality as a whole as something that's ever changing, something that is not static. So that's what I mean by fluid. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. If you can tell everyone uh, where they can find you on the internet, any services you offer, your social media, and I will be sure to link all of this in the show notes. Yes. So I can be found on Instagram um, at the sensible sexpert. Um, check out my website, um, the sensible sexpert.com. I'm also on Facebook at the sensible sexpert. So all of my stuff is the sensible sexpert. Um, easy. Yes. Easy. And so the services I offer, I offer one-on-one Hey Doc Hey sessions where I talk and I hold space for people to have hard conversations about sexuality, easy conversations about sexuality or anything that they would like to ask and they want to talk to someone in confidence, I provide that. I also do workshops. Um, I provide media consultation. So I do a variety of things. So those are typically my my services. Awesome. So I will again link all of this in the show notes and on the booneybreakdown.com. So uh, Windasha, Dr. Windasha, thank you so much for coming for on. Me. This was awesome. And I hope people learned something new in this episode because I did. <laughs> 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 or at least it got me thinking about something I hadn't thought about before. So thank you. <laughs> so thanks again. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. 
All right. I want to thank Dr. Hall for coming on the podcast. I know you guys learned something new in this episode because I did too. The conversation about kinks and fetishes, I kind of feel like we should go deeper in that in a future episode. So stick around for that, okay? And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. We're so close to 100, guys. I appreciate you. And you can hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week stay healthy stay sane stay y'all asses in the house so we can get out (laughs) thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you home i stay until next time